0: Bless the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Powerful morning. can be Thank you. Whoa. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Well, Father, we just thank you, Lord. Lord, we declare that the spirit of wisdom and revelation, Father, is being poured out like never before, Lord. That you're flooding the eyes of our understanding with light and we're truly coming to know the hope that you've called us to and the exceeding greatness of your power that is in us and for us because we believe that it is, Lord. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. We bind any hindrances, any distractions this morning, Father, anything that would keep us from receiving from the fullness of what you have to impart into our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God! Glory to God! Hey, well, I'm just so grateful for Holy Spirit, Amen. The way He ministers to us, the way He speaks to each one of us, and I'm so grateful for the unity of the Spirit, because the the songs and 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 the different things that people had to say today, when communion with Robert and and uh, just, I thought, Lord. Can't I have any secrets? But he wants to work everything together. He wants everything to fit into the plan that he has for our our meeting today, for our gathering. Amen? And he's more involved than what we think he is. And often we see the involvement, and we sit from the beginning to the end, and we think, oh, everyone must have sent each other's texts. But we have a greater one. Amen? the Holy Spirit who leads and guides us in everything. So I'm pretty excited because what I wanted to do this morning, I believe that God wants to nail some unbelief. Amen? So, so, so what I wanted to share with you is, if you turn with me to John 4, glory to God. i just share a bit of our week. You see, in healing school on Tuesday, Pastor Terry was sharing, and I I love to sit and just read the room. You'll often probably notice that I'm looking around. I'm not looking at you, and I'm not counting numbers. I'm just actually, I like to read the room. And um, sometimes I'll find myself searching, but sometimes I'm just sort of like standing there and saying, God, or sitting there, what are you doing this morning? And while, while Terry was speaking, he said to me, that she is putting meat on the message. But what she was doing in healing school on Tuesday was she, she was teaching how to minister healing. Because every member is a minister. Every one in the body of Christ is a ministry or a call to a um, ministry. Amen. There's a grace upon our lives to minister, an empowerment upon our lives individually and corporately to minister and so he said to me she's putting meat on ministry and immediately he said to me go to john 4 34 which i did and i didn't write this one up i'm sorry guys because i wasn't going to go here but within the flow of the morning i did and it's john 4 verse 34 jesus said to them my food now in the king james version that word is my meat My meat, my food, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. And I just sent such a commissioning on that, even to our guys that are going to Medang. It's like, hey, my food, my meat, what I feed off is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. And I felt like the Lord was saying it's not only for here, but it's for the body. Yeah? It's for all here today. Amen? And it goes on to say... In 35, do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are already white for harvest. They are already wipe, ripe for harvest. And you know that can cause a believer to get a little bit nervous sometimes because we feel, okay, so there's something on me. What you're saying to me is that the harvest is ripe and I need to go out and do some harvesting. But you know what we do if we look in our own flesh, we'll never feel adequate. We'll never feel like we are enough. Amen? We'll never feel like we've got the right words or the the right emphasis. We'll never feel that we're carrying the power, amen, to actually change someone's life. But God's saying this morning, I don't want you looking to feelings. I want you looking to the truth. Amen? Hallelujah. So there's going to be an alignment this morning. Someone say alignment. Alignment. Oh, hallelujah. You know, God loves to give us chiropractic alignment so we begin to flow like a well-oiled machine because that's the way he sees us. Amen? The body of Christ. Glory to God. Glory to God. So while I was sitting there reading the room, <clears throat> I'd sense that the atmosphere, this is in healing school on Tuesday, i sensed the atmosphere shifted. And um, it was after Terry had said... The same anointing, the same power that Jesus was anointed with, you are anointed with. The same works that he was called to do, you are called to do. And I was sitting there and I sensed the room shift. And I thought, what happened? Now this has nothing to do with the people that were here because I know this is for the body. Amen? Amen. And I said to the Lord, what is it? He said, it's a spirit of unbelief. Because the minute that was spoken, one looks to their ability to function the way he functioned. And they value themselves according to the flesh and not the spirit. God wants to, he wants to nail that. Amen? Amen. That we no longer value ourselves according to the flesh, but we value ourselves according to the spirit. So I'm believing for an atmospheric shift today. Oh, hallelujah. I'm believing for a shift in our thinking today. That we would take this word that I'm bringing today and we would take a hold of it for us and we would take a hold of it for now as new creations. Amen? Hallelujah. Anybody else? I don't mind if you preach back at me. It encourages me. Amen. <coughs> Hallelujah. You see, we will never, ever feel powerful enough. When she said the same power, the same anointing that was on Jesus is on you, immediately I sensed the room shift and it was like, me, me, oh, I don't, I don't feel powerful at all. Is that, can anyone relate to thinking that? When we speak about the anointing, when we speak about the indwelling's uh, uh, power of the Holy Spirit, it's like, well, I can't feel him there. Amen? But church, we've got to stop assessing ourselves and seeing ourselves according to the flesh, but begin to take the Word of God and believe God. That's a good thing to do. Turn to someone and say, we need to believe God. Amen? We will never walk in the power of the Holy Spirit until we begin to believe what God's Word is saying about us. Amen? Not what the generations say before, not, not, not what maybe our parents said or, or whatever or what people would say or, or teachers would say or people that have been in our lives would say about ourselves, but we would begin to believe what God's Word says about us. Amen? God wants to deal with unbelief. That when we begin to look into the Word of God, we take a hold of what God says about us. Amen? And, according to, and we act upon the Word, whether we feel like it's ours or not amen oh hallelujah i'm already excited i was excited when i was thinking about this but 2 corinthians 5 verse 16 we're going to read from there bless the lord thank you father thank you father verse 16 therefore from now on someone say from now on do you know this can be a fresh from now on this can actually every time you go to the word of god We're going to sit here now Every time you go to the Word of God, you can say to yourself, from now on. Amen? Because this Word needs to shift our thinking. This Word needs to create a change in our life. When we have the Word of God, we adapt to the Word of God. We don't adapt the Word of God to how we see ourselves. We actually are to adapt ourselves to the way God sees us. Amen? And not sit there and say, well, that's not me, not talking about me. No, he's talking about me. God is speaking to me. Amen? Glory to God. God is speaking to me. Therefore, because God is speaking to you, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Um, And we can roll that out and say, well, that's somebody else. He's saying, no, no one. That means you. That means you. You no longer regard yourself according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. We don't know him according to the flesh any longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, and that word Christ there is not Jesus' last name. It means the anointed and his anointing. Amen? If anyone is in the anointed and his anointing, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things... All things within the new creation have become new. Verse 18, now all things are of God. All things within the new creation are of God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. All things within the new creation are of God, your Spirit, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us something. He has given us the ministry of reconciliation. He has given us a ministry. Turn to someone and say, you're in ministry. You're in the ministry. Hear me say it again. Every member of the body of Christ is a minister. Amen. He's given us a ministry of reconciliation That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. This is a great Christmas message. You know your purpose. Amen. Verse 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. Oh, hallelujah. We are ambassadors for Christ. Who are you? I'm an ambassador for Christ i'm an ambassador for christ amen glory to god you know i remember when we went to the part of the um, parliamentary prayer we'd uh, go down there to different state representatives and, and and sit at tables and have our annual prayer parliamentary prayer gatherings and at each of the gatherings there was ambassadors hallelujah amen for different nations yeah oh hallelujah ambassadors for different nations and we'd sit there i I represented new south wales in parliamentary prayer and i'd sat there and at one table and and i was thinking oh who am i going to get here like who am i going to sit next to me because what we had to do was sit next to the ambassadors and pray for them we have a ministry of reconciliation i'm thinking who am i going to pray for i had the ambassador for iraq sitting next to me and i thought lord who am i going to pray for this man And the Holy Spirit showed me because I'm a a minister of reconciliation. And what is that? Reconciling the world to God. Is that right? Yeah? That's what it's about. So I just turned to him. The Holy Spirit said to me, just ask him how his family is during that prayer time. And I asked him how his family, can I pray for his family? And he began to weep and say, oh, yeah, please pray for my family. Amen? God has placed us where he's placed us, each one individually, to be a minister of reconciliation no matter where we are. I don't know why I shared that then, but anyway, I did. (sighs) Somebody may have needed to hear that. But we have a ministry of reconciliation. In verse 19 again, that is that God in in Christ is reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. We don't know anyone according to the flesh. Amen? Amen. He is not looking or he doesn't want us to value anyone according to the flesh and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now 20 is where I want to land. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as I said, and though God, as though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. Verse 21, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Now I want to read verse uh, 19 and 20 out of the amplified. It was God personally present in Christ, reconciling and restoring the world to favor, to favor with Himself, not counting up or holding against men their trespasses, but cancelling them, someone say cancelling them, and committing to us the message of reconciliation, of restoration. So we are Christ's ambassadors, God making his appeal as it were through us. We as Christ's personal representatives beg of you for his sake to lay hold of the divine favour now offered you and be reconciled to God. Here we see he's saying as Christ's representatives. He is representing Himself through us as Christ's representatives. Amen. As I said, Christ isn't Jesus' last name, but his name means the anointed and his anointing. So we are here to represent the anointing and his anointing. We are here to represent the anointed and his anointing. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We are to represent the anointed one and his anointing. In 1 John 4, 17, the scripture says, As he is, so are we in this world. As he is, so are we in this world. We are to represent the anointed and his anointing. To the world as his ambassadors. How's your head going with that one? How is your head going with that one? You see, God wants to shake off the unbelief that our immediate go-to isn't to who we are in the flesh. But to who we are in the spirit. But to who we are in the spirit. And I can feel it. I can sense it right now. People are saying, I don't feel powerful. God's saying it's got nothing to do with your five senses. It's got all to do with who I say that you are. And if you wait to feel it, guess what? You'll never do it. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need him. We need to understand that we are anointed. Amen? We need to know that we are, we need to we know, we need him. It's okay to feel like you can't do it in the flesh. You're not meant to do it in the flesh. You're meant to walk in the spirit. The carnal mind is an enmity against God. What does that mean? It's, it's against God. It rejects, it, it rejects the things of God. But we're meant to walk in the spirit. Amen? Ah, oh, hallelujah. And not fulfill the lusts of the flesh that would want to take you out. Yeah? Out of the game, out of the race, out of the opportunity that you would have to lay hands on the sick and see them recover and expect them to recover. Why? Because you are representing the anointed and his anointing. Come on. You are a representative. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Someone says, I'm having trouble with this. Well, you know what you need to do? Do a Jude 20. Beloved, build yourself up in your most holy faith. Rise like an edifice, like a stately building. How? Praying in the Holy Spirit. Amen? Until you're so far up there, all you can see from is God's perspective. Amen? Hallelujah. 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 Hey! Hallelujah. Oh, bless the Lord. You know, if, devil, if the devil had known what was going to happen on the day of Pentecost, he would never have crucified the Lord of Jesus. We see that in 1 Corinthians 2. But we need to see what happened on the day of Pentecost, church. We need to see. Amen. We need to experience it. The world needs us to experience it. Bless the Lord. 1 Corinthians 2, verse uh, eight. Uh, sorry, 6 to 8. <laughs> Yet when we are among the full-grown, spiritually mature Christians who are ripe in understanding, we do impart a higher wisdom. God wants us to see things from a higher perspective. The knowledge of the divine plan previously hidden, but it is indeed not a wisdom of this present age or of this world, nor of the leaders and rulers of this age who are being brought to nothing and are doomed, but rather what we are setting forth is a wisdom of God once hidden from human understanding and now revealed to us by God that wisdom which God devised and decreed before the ages for our glorification, what does that mean? To lift us into the glory of His presence. To lift us into the glory of His presence that we would live from this place. What place? The glory of His presence. Amen? Hallelujah. None of the rulers of this age are well perceived or recognized or understood this. For if they had, they would never have crucified the Lord of glory. But I tell you something, church, we need to perceive it. We need to understand it. Amen? We need to recognize that we have positionally been lifted up into the the glory of his presence. Amen? The Lord of glory. What does that glory mean? It means the grace and manifestation of God. The grace and the manifestation of God. We, as sons of God, are predestined to bring the manifestation of God. Hallelujah. Amen. To represent the glory and the manifestation of God. Why? Because we are in the anointed and his anointing. To represent christ amen you've heard me say many times when 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 um oh, oh, One of the disciples I can't remember his name offhand philip said show me the father he said jesus show me the father what's he like show me the father and jesus said don't you know me philip don't you know me? If you've seen me, you have seen the Father. That's what sons say. You want to see Jesus? Well, see me. look at me. Oh, that spins a few heads. When you truly know that your righteousness is of, of him and not of yourself, you can boldly claim that. And it's a time for the church to begin to boldly claim it. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Smashing through a few sacred cows here this morning. Hallelujah. We are predestined as sons and daughters of the living God. We are glory carrying sons and daughters of the living God. And God wants to deal with the unbelief. Amen? Romans 8 19. For the earnest expectation of the, cre- the all creation waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. What does that word manifestation look? What does it mean? It means the unveiling. It means the unveiling. All creation is yearning for the manifestation of the sons of God, groaning for the manifestation of God. Why? Will you do something about what's going on in this world right now? People want to see something happen in this world right now. Will you do something about it, who's going to do something about it? It's the manifest sons and daughters of the living God that are here to do something about it. We are here to do something about what is going on right now. We are here to do something about somebody who's sick, somebody who needs healing, somebody who needs deliverance. We are here to do something about it. And God's saying, stop asking me to do something about it because I've given you the power, I've given you the authority to do something about it. And there needs to be an unveiling of that. We need the manifestation, which is the unveiling of the body of Christ. How are we going to unveil it? We're going to do something about this unbelief. Yes, the spirit of wisdom and revelation is pouring out like never before, that he would reveal who we are in Christ, that he would reveal the word of God to us. Amen? But we need to do something about it. And God's saying, I want you to starve your unbelief. Woo! Woo! ha oh, ha 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 manifestation is the unveiling of the sons of god the ones who will be led by the spirit of god not hidden or in obscurity that's the word he gave me obscurity i love it I love it when he does that because i've got to go and look it up and make sure i know exactly what it means obscurity is a state of being unknown Inconspicuous or unimportant. Church, it's time that the, the church stop being unknown, inconspicuous, or unimportant. Amen. Jesus said that I must go, otherwise the Holy Spirit cannot come. He, he says in the Scriptures, he says in Luke, in Luke 10, no, 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 let, let's just go. He said, Tarry until you receive power on high. Receive power someone say, I have received power. If you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. You have received power and authority. God just needs you to use it. Amen. He needs you to step out and stop being concerned about how you feel, but just believe according to the word of God to actually begin to live like it is so. Amen. Amen. Luke ten nineteen, it says behold I give you authority to trample on serpents and on scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. When someone say all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. There's a wake-up call right there. Amen. Behold I have given you power over all the power of the enemy and nothing will by any means harm you. You know last week I overdid it physically. And the next day I woke up and I my body was screaming at me. And immediately I went to the reasoning realm and thought, well, that's I just overdid it physically. That's why my back is killing me. But immediately the Holy Spirit said to me, don't partner with it. Don't give it a reason to stay. Because my word says nothing will by any means harm you. In other words, I can do, I, I can make a mistake. It doesn't mean to say I'm going to purposely go and do... and overexert myself thinking oh well God will just fix it no but you know what if I have overexerted myself he can <sighs> I don't have to partner with it. I just need to repent for doing too much amen but he says nothing will by enemies God's saying people are partnering with those thoughts and giving things a reason to remain yeah someone comes up to you and they're sick and you know you're there to heal them amen and you say, Well, I haven't prayed enough, I haven't read my word enough. I mean, we'll get into prayer and get into the word of God, but don't measure what you can do by what you have done or what you have not done. Measure what you can do, oh hallelujah, by what Jesus has done. The Christ that's in you, the hope of glory, who said he will never leave you or forsake you, but he will remain with you forever. So he is always there and he stands at the ready to meet your need and everyone else's need who comes in your sphere of influence. Oh, look, you don't do. Oh, you need to really celebrate that and take a hold of that. That's you. That's you. Bless the Lord. Woo! Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Stay out of the reasoning realm. Don't partner with doubt and unbelief. Thank you, Father. Luke 24, verse 49. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endured with power from on high. Endured with power from on high. Hallelujah tarry wait on him for the power of the holy spirit acts 1 verse 8 we see this in the day of pentecost so you shall receive power this is before then ability efficiency might who has received the holy spirit here would you lift your hand if you've received the holy spirit if you haven't we can fix that before you go amen or maybe while i'm speaking you receive the holy spirit it's what happened when Peter preached. Longing for it. They couldn't wait to get it. They just said, Lord, I receive. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Holy Spirit. Just come. Amen. But what you have received, if you have received the Holy Spirit, you have received power, which is ability, efficiency, and might. He says, you shall, this is Jesus speaking, you shall receive Ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends, the very bounds of the earth. That's here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So as born again believers, we need to stop seeing ourselves from a natural standpoint, a natural view. Amen. And recognize that the spirit realm is extremely real. Amen and that you are extremely real, and you are, (laughs) wow, you are a spirit. You live in a body, and you have a soul, which is the area of your mind, your will, and your intellect, which the enemy is continually hammering. Your mind, your will, and your intellect. But in Romans 12, verse 2, we see, Be ye transformed, amplified by the entire renewal of your mind, that you can prove what is the... Good, acceptable and perfect will of God in his sight for you. So what is that saying? That is saying be transformed completely by the renewing of your mind so that you can be living proof of what is good, what is acceptable and what is perfect and you can be living proof of what Lord has in his sight for you. You're actually living it out. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. God has an amazing uh, destiny in his sight, in his view for you. He actually sees you healing the sick. Amen. He sees you casting out demons. He actually sees you raising people from the dead. What sort of thing is she speaking about? Is that woman totally lost her marbles? Come on, you know you were born for a time such as this. You know that there's a hunger on the inside of you to see the things of God, the things that you've read, the things that you've heard about come to pass. You experience the disappointed every t- disappointment every time somebody who is suffering is with you and they go home the same. Amen. Amen? You experience the hunger for more to see God do it again and again and again and again? That's why, you know, if the enemy had have known what would happen when he crucified Jesus, he never would. Why? Because what he did was multiply him. Now we've heard it, but God's saying, will you hear with the ear of your heart? And stop trying to hear with your head, but begin to hear with the ear of your heart. Amen? Because it's with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made resulting in salvation. This is an issue of the heart. You've had a heart transplant. He's given you a heart of flesh which is sensitive to the touch of your God, but you're allowing your mind or your soul to talk you you out of who you truly are because you're listening to every lie that the enemy speaks into your mind. Oh, it's too late. It's over. Tried that. Didn't work. Oh, hallelujah. We're not trying God. We're living for him. How's your head going with all this? I will finish this on this, although I've got much more to say. I will finish on this. Oh, bless the Lord. I'd love to finish this. I will finish it. I'll finish it. I'll, I'll finish it up. I'll do a part two. Is that okay? All right. You're on. Oh. I'll finish on this, James 4, 7. James 4, 7 says, Resist the devil and he will flee from you. From who? From you. Who's he saying resist to? You resist the devil and he will flee from you. But so often our response to his attack is agreement because he makes sense in the natural. He deals with us according to our five physical senses. Sight, smell, touch, hearing, taste. But God deals with us according to the spirit. Amen. Sometimes the enemy's voice gets louder. Amen. It's a bit like a clanging gong. But if we commit ourselves to renewing our minds, then what will happen is like Jesus said to Peter, which I'll go into next week, Get behind me, Satan. Get behind me, Satan. Because you are after the things of man and not after the things of God. Amen? And every time the enemy points out your inadequacies in your flesh, it's time, church, to say, get behind me, Satan. You're trying to keep me in the flesh, but I'm going to walk in the Spirit. Come on, you can do better than that. Amen. Amen. I didn't actually get to the unbelief part, but I'll get to that next week. We'll talk about how we deal with unbelief. But, you know, I believe that the Holy Spirit is here and he's landing on this and he's causing a shift. Amen? For the more. Do you want to go back to norm? Do you actually want to live in in where you were last week, this week? Well, you know what? You're the one that does something about it. You're the one who has the power and the ability to do something about it. Because if you're not satisfied with where you are, right? Only a fool, and I know there's no fools here, keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. But it's time for results. Amen. Why don't you stand up? Hallelujah. Can we just forget about what time it is and what we're having for lunch? It's only and give the Lord a celebration. Let's just celebrate the Lord right now. Amen. Can you give him a clap offering? Can you give him a shout? Can you give him a shout of confident expectation about what he has for you? What he sees in his future for you? Amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Someone says, well, I'm just a mechanic. Well, God says you are anointed to operate on a level that the world is unfamiliar with, all for the glory of God. Amen. Someone says, I'm just a cook. Well, you are anointed to operate on a level that the world is unfamiliar with, all for the glory of God. Whose glory? The glory of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands and give him praise. Just lift your hands and give him praise. There's so much more in you already. Someone says, I want increase. He says, well, the way you increase is by using what you've already got. And I'll increase it to you. You Be faithful with what you think is little, then I'll give you more. He said, I'll give you more. Someone says, it's too late. Hey, hang on a minute. You just entered into a season of God's redemptive grace at an accelerated pace. Someone says, I've wasted time. I says, hey, he's saying, watch me redeem it. Watch me redeem it. Watch me redeem it and use everything that you have learned through this period of maybe waiting. Glory to God. Glory to God. Someone says, I believe and I receive a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. Lord, fill me with boldness that I would boldly say, the Lord, if the Lord is with me, which he is, who can stand against me? Amen. There's nothing that my God cannot do through me, in Jesus' name. Amen. Just give it up for him again because it's a good thing to do. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Someone say hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise be to he who causes it to be. Praise be to he who causes it to be. Praise (laughs) be to he who causes it to be. Woo. Hallelujah.